Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast is brought to you by Euro Fantasy League. The Champions League is just a few days away from commencing. If you want to play the very best in Champions League online fantasy football, go to fantasy-champions-league.com. Again, that's fantasy-champions-league.com. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano. Going to bring Andy on in just a second here, but uh, again, wanted to thank everybody who has become a patron on our Patreon. And if you yourself would like to become a patron and support the podcast, just go to the support tab on romapress.us or go to patreon.com slash romapress. Um, gosh, Roma to Kievo too. Uh, really not much. To, uh, really, the scoreline is everything that we need to know, huh? It, it really does speak for itself. Such a poor performance. Um, gosh, more points lost. Um, you know, obviously... The, the the saving grace is some of the other teams like Inter have dropped points as well this weekend, but just a dreadful, 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 dreadful performance from the Gelorossi. And you have to wonder if if maybe DiFranchesco's days are numbered. Um, we'll have to see how that ultimately works itself out. But uh, let's bring Andy on now. All right, Andy is with me again. Uh, Roma two, Chievo two. Andy, your your first thoughts. It was the result I almost predicted yesterday. I told you it was <laughs> going to be like that. We we're going to score, and they they were going to score, and then all hell would break loose, and we would panic, and that's exactly what happened. I th- to me, this is worse than a loss because to let a team like Chievo back into it like we did is just it's pathetic pathetic great first half yeah the second half um just i i don't even know the words to find pathetic um embarrassing this is the same kievo team that ships six goals to fiorentina six so i i, I don't even know where to start i i guess we can <laughs> i guess we can start with our ratings um, oh my god so Olsen but, but you see the the point is that yeah before the rating is just that it wasn't even a, such a terribly played game it was actually a, a good game for Roma uh, especially considering the previous ones so it's very odd very odd yeah and before the the ratings the thing that just bothers me is I thought that first half was the best 45 minutes they've played all season. Uh, Very fluid. The attack looked great. Midfield was connecting well, getting back. And Zonzi looked fantastic. Even Pellegrini looked good. Uh, Cristante was really, really strong. In the second half, it almost just looked like they didn't care. (laughs) I mean, they they looked like their heads were elsewhere. Um, I tweeted this out, and maybe you agree or not, but that looked almost exactly like what we saw with uh, Garcia towards the end before he was ultimately sacked. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I'm, is. It's it's a, it's there's this zero mentality, like the spineless behavior on the pitch. Um, it it wasn't even the matter of confidence because you you'd figure oh they're two uh, two nil up they're confident. No, they weren't confident. They just they just weren't into it. It was very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. All right, so let's let's start with Olsen. Um very divisive issue on the first goal. I thought he should have done better because if you look at where he was, he was a little far off of his line. I thought he should have saved it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, not his fault, not that his was, fault whatsoever. That was, that was that was like this. I don't know where it came from. In uh, to me, that that's like seventy percent on Kolarov. Kolarov on that goal is. Yeah, well, 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 we can get to Kolarov next. Yeah, I'll give Olsen yeah. a six. I mean, I don't think he was bad. Maybe Olsen he could have done six. It. Yeah, yeah. And the la- the last the last chance. Oh, um, he, if, he saved it. Saved a point. Yeah. If if it wasn't for him, it was three two for Kievo. Yeah, that was a fantastic save at the end. Um, let's just go to left back Kolarov. Uh, wow. Um, <sighs> Do you think this is like uh, MyCon 2.0 where yeah, he makes yeah, the World Cup yeah. and he's just done yeah. now? Yeah. Because that's what it looks it. like. Uh, he made it. his last World Cup. He's in his 30s. He sort of just looks like he's there to maybe collect his uh, his wages. Paycheck, yeah. Um, yeah. He was really, really poor. I'd give him a four, four and a half. Yeah. He was the worst on the pitch. Yeah, worst on the pitch. And yeah, I mean, he's in terrible shape. He... He doesn't track back. He provides zero attacking options. Not like last year where where he was basically our regista on the left wing. Um, as I said, yes, I th- I, th- I still think that um, that uh, p- the absence of Perotti influences him in some sort of way because um, it just there is no connection between him and El Sharawi. And also today. Uh, it was, you know, it was like seeing uh, last season's Florenzi getting abused on that same flank. Now, this year, it seems this season, everybody is going at Kolarov. Like, they've got him figured out, and he's the weak link in the defense right now. So, so I, don't it's, know it's what, I don't know what the hell he was doing on that goal. Um, mm-hmm. what, oh. Didn't track his man. The clear out was just, I, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah. And um, he doesn't even seem bothered. Like you said, he, it, it just seems like he ta- he's taken this season for granted. You know, I mean, he signed what, a three year contract with Roma yes, or something? Yep, so, right. You know, he's probably going to be gone by, uh, by the end of this season. And, you know, it's just zero interest and, and zero passion. Um, I, you know, we we talk about Di Francesco's uh, ability to insert youngsters. Well, here's your chance. Give Pellegrini, uh, Luca, uh, a chance against Frosinone because I if, completely if, agree. If we have to watch Kolarov getting destroyed by anybody, even from a team like Kevo, then you know there's no point in in putting him on the pitch. Yeah, I agree. Um, Juan Jesus, not terrible, not great. He was pretty uh, not great in the first half, second half. Yeah. Just, eh. I mean, I, I don't know, five and a half, six. <laughs> yeah, five and a half, yeah. Uh, Manolas, I thought he was good. Um, 
I don't know, maybe the same. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a very odd game because we the, the, that second half was was completely different, but still, you know, the aside from some individual mistakes and this this lack of clarity and determination to end it, aside from that, it was they everybody seemed to sort of perform, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought everyone did actually fairly well, except for Kolodov. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Florenzi, I thought was brilliant today. I, I think it's he's the man of the match for me. Yeah, yeah, same for me. Um, I can't remember a match where he had so many spot on crosses. I I thought he was fantastic. I'd, I'd give him a six and a half, maybe a seven. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. yeah, the midfield. Uh, Cristante was really strong in the first half. Uh, sort of fell off towards the end in the second. Um, yeah. I, Maybe a six. I, I feel I like everybody's going to be a six. For I think you know. Again, it's today. Uh, I think he was he he did a great job when he scored. He yes. did that run of his. That was, was a beautiful run. Yes. Yeah, that was something we we really lacked with uh, with say Strotman. Um because he, you can see that he's not afraid to get in there. You just have to. Uh, they the players need to keep in mind that you know. Some players have changed, so now you have a guy like Cristante. Use him, utilize him in that in that in that uh, spot. He can make those runs. He can score like that. Um, that was a good assist from Jacob Awareness. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, shoot. that was really good from him. Uh, and Zonzi, I thought was really really good. <laughs> uh, yeah. The way he balances out. Um, maybe he fell off a little towards towards the second half. I thought introducing Dadosi was really weird I, I didn't agree with that um yeah stupid decision very stupid um but i i thought Nzonzi was good i i mean i'd give him a six as well yeah he was solid yeah i don't i mean towards the end he made some mistakes and like on the last chance in the final minutes he was also one of those that were making mistakes but aside from that i liked how he controlled the midfield today no problem yeah, and then uh, Pellegrini, I thought he was good. This was maybe one of his yeah, better performances. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, I'd give him a six too. Um, sure, six. Uh, El Shadawi, I don't know what it is, but against these smaller teams, he always he always does does pretty Especially well. Especially against Kiev, I think Kiev is now the number one team he scored against. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. I think it's either six or seven goals he scored against them. Um, he probably should have had another one to his name, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I'd give I mean, him a seven. These are the good games. Yeah, these are the good the good games that uh, are needed for a player like El Sharawi because he's not a you know he's not gonna uh, score in a big game. He's gonna score in these sort of games. So good for him. Yeah, seven definitely. Yeah, Jekyll, um I don't know. He he missed a really important chance towards the end with the with the header. <laughs> yeah, he really should have buried that. Um, his assist though to Cristante was really really good. Uh, I'd give him a, a six as well. Yeah, although I just you know you can see that he's tired. You can really oh. see he's he's out of it. He's played what like like two games with the national team. Yeah, he he's had no no breaks. Um, yeah. And, and it's showing it's showing he's not he's not there i mean aside from that brilliant goal against torino his performances have been very mediocre yeah i i agree i guess that more so has to do with di francesco though um yeah we'll talk about yeah well yeah we'll get to him in a minute here under um 
I thought he was fine in the first half. I, I mean, he didn't really do much wrong, but he didn't do much great. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a bad game, but <clears throat> here's the deal with Unter. I think he like he's he's a player that needs one good game. He needs to score that yes, first goal. Yes. And then boom. And then he's going to go on a scoring run for three or four matches. He's that kind of player. He just yeah, needs some sort of motivation. And once he finds that goal, I think he'll be a much better player. Because right now he he's sort of irrelevant in this squad. I mean, he does what he needs to do, but not on that level that we've seen him in the in the in the second half of last season. Um, so let's just hope, you know, against a smaller team or maybe even, you know, who knows, in the, the Champions League games, um, you'll find that spark. Six. Yeah. Um, now the substitutes, Karsdorp, Dedossi, Clivert, um, uh, whatever. Very I, weird I, substitutions. I didn't get it. I, just... I didn't get it at all. I, I mean, I don't know why you would bring in Dedossi. I don't know why you would take Florenzi off unless he was asking for it. Yeah, maybe, you know, because he, he's, he's been injured. So he probably, injury, right? yeah, probably he um, told him, you know, you can play 70 minutes today. And then, and then Clivert, who I, I just do not understand why he's only playing yeah. these 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, that's... Uh, De Rossi, he put on De Rossi because I said in the in the post game interview, is that you know he wanted some stability right. and but you cannot. I don't get it. He's supposed to be the one that encourages play, and he's always saying, "Ah, we need to encourage the young players." Well, why do you take Pellegrini off if he's having a good game? Yeah, because. I... because because De Rossi is not going to add anything on the pitch if Nzonzi is there. So why are you taking off somebody who's been having a dreadful uh, season uh, in the last few months, really? And he's finally having a good game, and you take him off for no reason. I completely agree. I, I, so let's just go into Di Francesco. I, oh. I can't even give him a score because that was a zero. I, I, yeah. The the second half, I, I just, I don't know what he's thinking. I, I have no clue what he's thinking. I mean, if to for me, it all starts, look, uh, I'm, I'm not a big Spalletti fan, but you have to hand him that even their, their own players, they said that, you know, Garcia was a friend, but Spalletti is more like a, like an officer, somebody right. that, you know, over, yeah, yes. somebody that you know oversees all the training and is very tough on you, but he'll try and get the best out of you. And he probably has the respect of the players, and he was not afraid to go against the player, you know, to to take somebody off or to let somebody stay on the bench. And with the Francesco, you don't have that. I don't even know, you know. I don't even know if the players like him or do the players respect him, but he seems unable to, uh, for example, take off Jeko. Why is Jeko on the pitch if he's clearly super tired uh, and is completely gassed out, has no, has no, you know, speed, no stamina left? Why don't you take him off? Why? Why don't you? Take a risk and let Schick take over for a bit as the 
central forward. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I the substitutions to me were just so baffling. I I don't understand the point of introducing Dudalsi. I I don't understand if if you need a spark and attack, why are you giving Clivert only ten minutes for the second yeah. match in a row? And then the match before that against Atalanta, he doesn't even play. Uh, yes. Against Torino, again, 15 minutes. I, he has no, like, he's not consistent at all. He keeps talking about, you know, my football and we have to play within my vision. And I like my players to do this and to do that. But th- then he changes everything and he never, he says, I like Clivert. I think Clivert should play more. And then nothing, you know? And then he says, ah, I want to, um, I don't want the, to criticize the youngsters. I think we have to give a chance to Cristante Pellegrini. Then takes them off after 45 minutes against Atalanta, which was, to me, one of the worst decisions one could make to two young players, you know? And yeah, it's he's not consistent. Because at, at least if you're going to fail, do it on your own terms, not, you know... Uh, Somebody told me to change the formation, so I changed the formation. Because today, that second half drop-off, it was so... It's like a team that did not know what the coach wants. Uh, Are we going to score one more, or should we sit back? Or, you know, just completely spineless attitude that goes from the coach. And there's no way about it. Yeah, um... I guess we can talk about Madrid another time, but just because we wrapped up this match, what do you think about Di Francesco? Do you, because now, after after this result, you have Madrid. I don't know if anyone's expecting them to get a result in Spain. I'm not, especially mm-hmm. after today. Um, what do you think the 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 leash, sort of speak, is for him? Do you think he's close to getting sacked? Because I. I just think that I don't know how much longer they can carry on like this. Well, as, as somebody on Twitter pointed out to me, that now it's, it, I think it's like three weeks and we have like seven games. Yes. Um, I don't see, you know, if, for example, say Madrid, we, lo- we lose against Madrid, fine. Then we go on and probably, hopefully, win against Frosinone. Then we have the Derby and... If we and then probably maybe we'll equalize, say, and I think it's gonna go that way. You know, we're gonna get one win, maybe one draw, one loss, and it's like last year. I mean, remember like last year in, in January, everybody was talking about him. Yes, in February they. Yeah, and and nothing happened, you know, because it just I think we're gonna have to get through that. I although I don't agree, but. It just seems like it's a period. It's a period that you know you're gonna make more damage by firing him uh, right now with all the Champions League games and the Coppa Italia upcoming games and the season. And you know you still want to get that fourth spot. The, the title race is gone. I don't think it was ever in, converse, in the conversation. But no, I don't think so either. It, yeah, but it's still sad to see that after four games yeah it's and, over, you know it's... might i add i mean if you look at the entire calendar for the entire season this is the easiest part um yeah. just yeah. in terms of 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 opponents i mean obviously you have uh, real madrid in there but 
you weigh that versus the likes of Bologna, Kievo, Frozenone. I mean, if they, I mean, if they're dropping points now, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we can be hopeful and, for example, say, ah, oh, it's good that we're having this terrible stretch right now than say in January or February, but nothing is guaranteed. And that's what's infuriating about Di Francesco. He's not consistent. You know, he, he, he's not the guy that sticks to one thing. And um, that's the most infuriating part because you have a team that likes identity. I don't even have fun anymore watching Roma. It's not- no, no. And I don't know if you read El Shadawi in the post match, but he said something. Um, he said something to the effect of he was asked if there was like a mental issue or if they had yeah. a drop off. And he goes, no, this team doesn't have mental issues. Uh, I don't think we dropped off and we dominated the match. And I'm just, I mean, you read that and it's just like, I mean, Al Sharawi should be the last person on earth to be talking about. Well, that's what I issues. said. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he saw that second half, but no, other than Jekyll, um, having that that clear-headed opportunity, I can't think of any other no, time where they had a chance to get a clear-cut goal. Yeah, and it's it's so it's this team is so flat. It provides at least, you know, if you take some chances, run some risks. You know, I, I prefer to see a team that runs some risks than one that is just so predictable and boring and everything they do is so half-baked like the 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 defense has been super terrible i don't for example i'm one of the last people's to blame people to blame olsen i think you know seven goals in in four games is not entirely his fault no no the whole team is to blame for it and i don't know it's 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 infuriating to see a team that is still talented and people saying you know ah poor di francesco he's the one they took all his best players. They sold his best players. Did he oppose the sale of these players? Was he the one that was was pleading Monchi not to sell Raja or Strotman? I don't think so. I think he was fine with it. Yeah, I agree. And the thing I laugh at too is a lot of people think that, well, Monchi's the one selling the players and buying the players. And it's like, I can tell you unequivocally 100%, no questions asked. Di Francesco absolutely won hundred percent has a massive input at who gets brought in why do you think of pellegrini course. is still here uh Monchi would have sold him in a heartbeat this summer if di francesco said no yeah so obviously obviously and it's it's not and for example did, did we play better with kevin strotman rajon and golan did we did they make a difference in this in this roma no we still had those terrible stretches the team was still terrible in its construction and and it's it's going forward going backwards it's people are so quick to just throw the blame this one way or another but in this case di francesco is still you know he's still one that knows who's being sold he's still one that that talks to monchi he, he, he is not the victim he's one of those he's just He's a part of Roma, and he's also to blame. And right now, most blame falls on him because he is not even able to give a sense of uh, team playing to this to this team. It's it's sad to see. 
Yeah, I mean, my biggest problem is, again, um, you know, fourth match of the season, his second full season at the club, and it's you still don't know what the identity of this team is. No. I no. mean, and the players out there just, especially in the second half, they're just moving about the pitch with no purpose. They're, it just looked like 11 guys that you picked off from the street. Right. Yeah, exactly. But you see, for example, like uh, yesterday, everybody was talking about the frail scoring, uh, what was yeah. a brace. <laughs> yes. And, and it's, it's again, it's funny because the frail, under Di, under Di Francesco, uh, the year before he joined Roma, he scored 11 goals w while being injured for a, a, a large part of the season. 11 goals. And then he came to Roma, and suddenly Di Francesco completely changes his philosophy and stops taking risks. So, for example, we've never seen De Frel as the starting number nine something that he now he's doing and he's very effective and he's he, he's doing great at samp it just seems that di francesco when he came to roma he's he suddenly said to himself oh my god i'm on a bigger stage i think i'm just you know i'm just gonna stay the way they want me to stay and do the things they want me to do and i'm not gonna do anything by myself because you know it's it's just this Roma is not his Roma. It's not anybody's Roma. It's just this soulless team. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is that there are alternatives out there to Di Francesco. I just don't know how um, how much sense they make. Like I've seen Blanc's name thrown around. I've seen Ranieri. Called, oh, Ranieri. yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Conte. I mean, I don't. Uh, Conte is not coming to Roma, in my opinion. It's not. It's not an option, and it's not even. People are saying, ah, he he won't come because uh, he he doesn't go to a team that sells its best players. It's yeah. not that. It's that he makes so much money <laughs> that you're never gonna pay for it. You know, he it's, makes almost triple what Di Francesco earns. Yeah, he's um, one of the highest paid uh, coaches in the world. Di Francesco came to Roma because he was one of the, the coaches that was making the least amount of money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And if you look at, well, people say, oh, they made 100 million euros from the champions. Like they can afford it. I I'm telling you guys, just go look at historically where Roma are in terms of paying their managers in terms of like the rest of the yeah. league, like Juve Milan. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah. Why Why did Spalletti leave? He didn't leave because he hated Totti and uh, Totti hated him. He Huge went to money. a team that was yeah. paying him 4.5 million. So, you know. yeah. So I, I just, I, I understand wanting Conte. Believe me, I, I would want Conte here now. I, sure. I understand. Sure. Um, but this isn't Juve. This isn't Chelsea. This isn't, I mean, no. this is Roma, guys. I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah. Yeah, our line of coaches is, I don't know, somebody like Marcelino, again, Ranieri, you know, that, that, sort, of, that sort of coach. It's, we are not a club that can pay a, a coach as mu more than a player, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, okay, so, so final word on this match. What? what... Terrible. But, yeah. This was, yeah, this was... As I said, worse than a loss. It's 
and especially considering we have an upcoming CL game. Um, hopefully, you know, expectations are very, very low, close to none. So maybe, you know, maybe it will work. Maybe something will happen. Maybe we'll be able to get a draw. I don't know. It can happen. But this today was pathetic. Yeah, 100 uh, percent pathetic. Um, I, I expect close to nothing against Madrid. Um, anything beyond a one to two goal loss is successful, in my opinion. Just because <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is such a low moment. Um, all right. Well, Andy, we will be back yes. again to discuss before the Madrid match or after, depending on what our schedules look like. But um, I, I know it's 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 not a great time right now, everybody. But we'll uh, we've all been through much worse. I guess that's all we can say. <laughs> yeah, as right, well, sure. Yeah, that's absolutely. Um, all right, everybody. Forza Roma. Until next time. Forza Ciao. Roma.